You're listening to Music for a While, a West Bend podcast. Hello and welcome to this episode of the podcast. My name is Sam Clark and myself as well as Brian Finley are the producers of this show. Now, this episode is a really special episode with Carrie O from The Good Lovelies. Growing up in Northumberland, The Good Lovelies are sort of a mythic legend to me. I admire them all so very much. And Carrie, well, her life has been turned upside down a little bit this year, and you'll hear all about that in this episode. It's sponsored by our lovely and very supportive Galaxy sponsors, Finley and Associates. Check out their website, www.finleyandassociates.com. It's a really interesting business, and we are so grateful for their support. This episode is also sponsored by Metaphor Home. Metaphor Home is a beautiful, eccentric shop that has moved from Workworth to the big city of downtown Peterborough. I really suggest you go in and have a look when, when you are able to. Now on to this episode. Um, If you have found us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, I would love it if you could follow us there. And if you have found the video version of this podcast up on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, uh, as they like to say, give it a like, maybe comment, (laughs) all of that fun stuff. And we would love for our community to continue to grow. Thank you again for being here and on to Brian and Carrie for this episode. Well, good afternoon. We have Carrie O from the Good Lovelies here as our guest today. And you know, Carrie, it was funny because you're obviously not the only Good Lovely. There are other Good Lovelies. There's there's uh, uh, Caroline Brooks and Sue Passmore. But um, I thought that you're my favorite, and there's a there's a reason for that. It's because you're the only one that I've seen stand on your head. And I just wanted to, like, I wanted to start, to start by asking you, like, what's the, what's the perspective from standing on your head? I know you're a real fan of standing on your head so far, and I know it's, it's becoming quite a regular habit. So what's going on? <laughs> so, so thanks for having me. And yes, the uh, other two good lovelies send their hellos right now to you. They, they know I'm doing this with you right now, and they wanted to extend a big happy hello, and they wish they were at West Bend right now. Um, I've been um, turning myself upside down since I was a kid. I have no idea when I started. I just love how it makes me feel. And I like that you asked this question because clearly I'm like just all over Northumberland putting my head upside down and taking different videos and pictures of the process. And and uh, I'm just graduating to now doing handstands. I'm just starting the very different feeling of going upside down with the strength of my arms and it is very different and i like seeing the treetops upside down yeah for sure well it certainly gives you a different perspective on life doesn't it 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 literally you have no choice but to see things differently when you turn yourself upside down yeah yeah okay well you are a member of this brilliant group uh the good lovelies you guys have been together for one or two or three or four four years now it's been really exciting um, and uh, it's been so thrilling to watch you guys grow and with your music making and uh, with your incredible camaraderie. I mean, you guys look like you have such a great time wherever you go. But I guess it was a few years ago that you guys started. And so take us back to December 15th, 2006. Can you remember that? Were you on your hands? Yes. <laughs> like, uh, like your arithmetic there, the two or three, four years. I remember it clearly we were um, all doing our solo music at the time and we 
at, even at the time, I like this about us, the three of us thought the show would be more compelling to an audience if the three of us would sing on each other's music, uh, solo music, and also it was Christmas zone-ish. So we're like, let's let's throw in a couple Christmas songs and that we all know really well. A few of them being things that I learned in La Jeunesse back in uh, my choir days with Marie and Deirdre and and uh, and Caroline knew it, Sue knew it, and we 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 formed a, a band without knowing it on a middle of December night in 2006 and someone after that show hired us for something in the following spring and we thought I guess we're a band and and uh, we continued to work our day jobs and do the nightlife for for a little while and then finally we just sort of Caroline and Sue quit their jobs like cold turkey and I hung on with a sabbatical for a while so I could help fund our record making and <laughs> and uh, we went on the road. We went on the road and called it Riches to Rags after we quit our job. Wow. And how, so how, how's the trip been? Like you guys are obviously still, still humming along. Yeah. I mean, it's changed so much, right? The first, the first little bit of touring was, um, was just the three of us in a Volvo, like staying up way too late and getting up way too early and doing way too many shows in a very small period of time. And, We've been fortunate enough to have like, uh, you know, our audience has grown like organically from those early days, which I, I mean, I, I don't know how it happens because it doesn't just happen overnight. It's been 15 years, but we're, you know, Caroline has two kids. Sue has a boy. I moved to Newfoundland for a while. Sue moved to Victoria for a while. Like we just wanted to make everything happen. So that's what we're doing. And I think it's that's been, our, yeah, it's been amazing. We're going to keep doing it how you've kept life sort of normal as well too for all of you because it's a your lives are all more than the good lovelies yet the good lovelies is such a strong part of what's what's going on for you absolutely absolutely and you know you just end up getting this you're taking the kids on the road and they get to see australia and germany and things that like they have passports stamped more than like mostly adults I know so they're really interesting kids for all the travel they've been been through yeah it's great well so this past year has been a heck of a challenge for you guys I mean you probably blew out a lot of concerts uh getting ready to re restructure and, and handle a difficult situation tell us what the last year has been like yeah, it was tough. You know, it was one of those tough but very clear decisions we had to make uh, in March. We had a big tour ahead of us that not only was it was it our first time going out on the road as a trio in a very long time without our band, and we were excited about sort of pairing everything back down to basics, but um, it was in support of the forest that we've been growing up in North Bay, um, in, in like north of, up near North Bay. Uh, like for every CD we were selling, we were contributing trees and money into the stewardship of the land. So it was tough. It was tough to to lose the, the shows and it was tough to basically lose the identity as a musician for a long time and adjust to everything virtual. But we did. We have each other. We're lucky that way. We have a little built-in support network between the three of us and our greater team. And we hung in there and did a few online shows. And <laughs> I can't believe it's been a year, but I feel like a very different, very different headspace going into, you know, we're still more or less in the same, uh, same place right now, but with a bit more hope. So yeah, yeah. Well, some of those projects, were, yeah, were really, really interesting. The um, the forest tour was a really fascinating project, um, and you were going right across Canada down into the states with that one. So can you tell us a bit about that? Uh, yeah, the the. The forest tour was sort of uh, people knew as we were going into it that the 
the forest was in Ontario, like in Northern Ontario. So it wasn't as if we were helping forests in each, um, in each place we were visiting. And yet a big part of that was, was going to talk to people in an area that we were visiting, like in Seattle, we were going to be in the, in Washington for a bit. We were going to talk to people locally, what they're doing in the same effort to sort of link it locally. I mean, all of these shows that we do have a grassroots connection. It was the same sort of idea of our Christmas tour. We could have just done one Christmas virtual show and put it out a few nights in a row, but we really wanted to reach out to the communities where we've been visiting for 15 years and, and, uh, and, you know, help locally those venues that have been supporting us and those people who there's real humans that we, we haven't seen now in over 14 months. It's the longest we've ever obviously been off the road in 15 years. It feels uh, at once jarring and, you know, very restorative. It's it's been a very complex year. But it does. It really makes you think about your audience, doesn't it? And your connections with with everybody and how, on a, on a profoundly personal level, actually, you really do miss each other. Um, the the other uh, interesting project that you guys had was the Mothers in Music project, and I don't know if that did that ever take place or or uh, was that just in the in the conceptual year? Because that was a fabulous idea. What was that all about? Yeah, the, we were asked by the BC Women in Music. Um, there's a group of uh, women in music. Um, I'm forgetting the name at the moment. I can find it. But they were, we were asked to, we were in, <clears throat> excuse me, we were supposed to participate in a live workshop with mothers in music, parents in music, particularly mothers, though, as the burden is often um, on the moms uh, when they want to tour and also have young children. And we were asked uh, to give a workshop in real life when we were on tour, the tour was canceled. They moved it virtually. And I think we had probably about 25 or 35 people, maybe maybe more, who came on to talk about the challenges of touring as a parent and and and, and the things that people don't talk about, the the a big a big goal for us. I'm I'm not a parent. Um, I'm an aunt and I'm a very uh, like I'm a mom adjacent. I'm one of the big supporters of, of people who want to be parents and also want to tour their music. I think that it should be more uh, acceptable. So we went through a lot of challenges with getting presenters and venue owners. Some people would just embrace it and set up a pack and play in the green room for us. And there were people who resisted it and thought there was, you know, there, sh there should be no place for children. And, you know, we were a band of three women. We, we, we wanted to normalize women in music instead of just giving up and going home. So that's what it was about. And it was just one-off workshop, but very valuable friendships and relationships came that's with that. That's great. I want to talk to you a little bit more about that in a minute, but I, you know, it reminds me of early days with Donna and myself touring as a, as a young family as well too, with our young children and how you do find different, uh, different people. Some people would just take the babies and just bounce them along as you did your performing. And some would, would sort of raise eyebrows and so on. So it's a, it's quite a mix and it's quite tough, but you know, it's a, it's part of being human. <laughs> and I think it really, you know, it brings so much to the musical experience and to the whole, the whole thing. And, you know, audiences, audiences certainly can relate to that. It's, it's interesting. Well, you, uh, you and I have been talking uh, about um, uh, opportunity, building opportunities for women, which is really interesting uh, to, to me. And I would be loved, be lovely to share some of your ideas about uh, what you see might be might be fun to develop. Oh uh, yeah, I've been enjoying these conversations. It's giving me a lot to think about. And um, the other women in music group that I've been part of, that maybe you were also alluding to, was just a group of musicians who are off the road right now, 
um, right as soon as we, we all lost our work last year, got on some basically support group calls to see how everyone was going to fend for themselves. We're all in different situations. Some people are, are married, some are single, some are you know, divorcing, some are, you know, there's a, a wide range of experiences being, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky I live here with my husband. There are other people who are, have been quite um, isolated during the time. So every two weeks, there's a group of women for the last 14 months who have been getting together all in the industry one way or another. Um, and we've been talking about the challenges we've faced and the things we don't want to face when we go back and how we can make it better for each. I know we're making it better for each other. We're all between the ages of, you know, 20 and 50 and we want to we want more young women in the industry to glean from what we're learning and the wisdom we're learning and we want to offer resources to each other um, that, that maybe traditionally only men have supplied in the past and a big part of that is like engine we all have our home studios set up I have like a million microphones around here now and I know a lot of women who are becoming producers and engineers and doing mastering for records and you know, a big a big way that we're supporting each other is just learning with each other and giving each other work to do the video uh, video editing and the engineering and mastering. So it, I want more of that. I want more of that for the my nieces. I want more of that for for everyone. I think seeing yourself represented in the industry that you want to thrive in, whoever you are, is key. So and in my case, seeing my nieces excel at whatever they want to do. One of them wants to be a drummer and the other one wants to A, be a rock store star or have a bakery. So. <laughs> well, that's so great. I mean, it's going to double the, the working population, you know, just to, just to involve that whole, that whole thing. It's just uh, so exciting and so much potential and, and, and fun stuff to, to discover down here. And I'm sure you've um, come up with a lot of topics amongst the three of you, you know, over the years about uh, what, what needs doing and what you'd like and sort of support you'd like. So that's great. Um, let's, let's talk about, uh, uh, in addition to the good lovelies, you are also Carrie O apparently, which is very exciting. Uh, and uh, I, you know, I think that, uh, and it just, uh, I think that's an extension of the fact that the band is, is its parts as well as the sum of its parts, which is a really, really exciting thing. You know, you all do fascinating things and you're all interesting artists, like the, the paintings on the walls behind you, for example, which are kind of fun. Um, and uh, so tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about Kirio, because I, I have to, and also before you start, I have to tell you how much I love Beautiful Day. I think it's a fantastic song. It's just a, and it's a beautiful video. Anyway, so tell us about Kirio. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. That means a lot to me. I I, uh, I made those two music videos for my solo record um, when I was still living in Newfoundland with this uh, great photographer, videographer named Tom, Tom Cochran, not that Tom Cochran, a different one. And he, uh, the day that we filmed Beautiful Day was the day that we discovered and found out that we'd be moving back to Ontario. So it was a lim it was a bittersweet moment of coming coming home, but leaving this place I'd called home. So. I watched that video and I can remember exactly the feelings going through, <laughs> going through myself, my husband. So, yeah. um, yeah, so I put out a solo record in the midst of like a little bit of a down period for the band and, and then this pandemic hit. So it's same. Everything is, everything right now is about, um, everything right now, because we haven't been physically together in a room. I can't have Caroline and Sue right here with me. We've been doing a lot of this. So they're in their homes, I'm in my homes, and this sort of virtual stuff we've been doing over the last four months has been a lot of solo expression. And 
it's something we don't do on stage. We sing always as a band. So there's been something really special about having the experience of performing for Caroline and Sue and having Caroline and Sue perform and me in the audience and watching these two of my favorite songwriters in Canada um, play. So as we all do these solo, whatever, and in my case, it was a, a record and I was touring with my very dear friend and like incredible multi-instrumentalist, Christine Bougie. I was just getting started and I'm still excited to get back and get those songs out there. And in the meantime, I'm just going to make music videos for everything because that's something I can do by myself here. So yeah. got to keep like all the baskets with some eggs so, <laughs> so I don't uh, freak out. Yeah, no, that's something. wonderful. It's just so great. Well, I mean, you guys have not been inactive for this pandemic. It's been amazing to see what you guys have done. It's just like you're just like a plant that has to grow no matter what what's going on. I, you know, um, I I think it was really your Christmas uh, your Christmas show went viral, right? Which was very very exciting, and you had such a cool uh, conception for how that show was put together. Can you talk about that a little bit? You know, involving the communities and stuff. Yeah, yeah. We the the Christmas tour was a, an important one for us. It has become accidentally our ritualistic tour in time like the guarantee will go out um years ago we were the musical guests on the vinyl cafe's christmas tour and it was the only year we hadn't done our own christmas tour and so many of our fans now came from that exposure um, by that experience so we knew somehow we had to bring it to life for this pandemic not just for us it wasn't about it wasn't about what it what it it wasn't about the commercial part it wasn't about i don't know it was so strange we wanted to hire our team of musicians like normal we wanted to employ them for for 14 gigs and we wanted to be in a room together as safely as possible plexi and all and uh and we wanted it to feel like we were visiting london like we were going to ottawa like we were playing northumberland and and we even did australia and the uk and uh as a, as a result of trying to do, I think we ended up doing, I wanna say 14 shows, but it may have been 10 or 12. We got to ask a, a guest artist, or we had the, I guess the pleasure of asking, you know, some of our favorite musical heroes to be the guest artist on each show to make them unique. And we reached out to Sarah Harmer and she performed with us, uh, for us at the Guelph show. And we had Amy Milan play at the Ottawa show. And we had Jan Arden, who was like, my musical hero who i was emulating a career after she sang at our western canada show and i don't i don't think we would have asked these people if we were in normal times so there's all this beauty that came out of and generosity that came around this whole experience and the other aspect was donating back to the charities and people who are way more in need than so many of us are so well, it is we're happy we did it it's part of the silver linings of this pandemic it's unbelievable and you you guys must have found an amazing well, you, you're very popular and you have such a great reach anyway, but to see that grow exponentially must be so exciting. Like, you know, into, into the UK, into the Australia, and everything. So it's uh, it's really quite quite something. Um, how, what's gonna happen once this uh, once this pandemic wraps up and goes home? What do you think is gonna happen to the group? Any plans? Yeah, I mean, we've been cautiously optimistically if I can say that, is that even a sentence I could say? Cautiously, optimistically postponing um, the gigs that we can and rescheduling for 2022 that were meant to happen. Anybody that can, anybody that hasn't suffered a closure or or been, you know, otherwise really threatened in the pandemic. 
And I think that we will ease our way back into a way of touring that feels responsible for the environment and for for the three of us, because a lot we have learned a lot from being home. Like we've figured out that maybe we have some some uh, big gaps in in how we toured, and there's a way that we could maybe make it more sustainable, uh, like you know, for our emotional well-being, but also financially. I don't think that. I think a lot of musicians realized in this time off and at home how much they how much they have to put out to put a good tour on to like I think it's been a really eye-opening like the model wasn't perfect so we're gonna start re-examining how we do it so that we can uh, and we'll keep some aspect of virtual stuff because maybe we won't be flying all over the place as irresponsibly as we may have in the past. So we'll be able to reach out to those audience, hopefully, our, our audience there anyway, uh, virtually. Well, we do have a different, uh, yeah, we do have a different attitude now toward, I think, because of this, toward the, the whole virtual experience. Uh, it isn't quite as impersonal right. as we all thought it once was, you know, and, and it does come with the, these silver linings of numbers, but, you know, the exciting thing is going to figure, is going to be to figure out really how to make it a two-way street as audience, as live audiences are, you know, where you where you get back as you, as you're giving out, and I think you guys are finding some really wonderful ways of doing that. It's just just fantastic. So let's um, let's move on to West Bend because uh, uh, you have your your digital concert is going to be airing this coming Saturday uh, and uh, June fifth at uh, eight p.m. on the West Bend YouTube channel and other places and um we're just so excited about this one it was just such a great thing so what was it like to record this thing it was in the fall so I, so what was it because uh, this is a chance to be together so you, you you know what the the timing of recording that couldn't be more perfect it was in a, a not only have we not been able to get together to do something like that we did it so safely at the time there were all sorts of restrictions still in place west bend for, for anybody who isn't familiar with Best Bend, and I talk about it a lot. We talk about, all three of us talk about it when we're on tour, the of, of our top 10 gorgeous venues around the world. Open space, big barn, looking out, the audience is like, they're as happy in the environment as they are that they're at a concert. Um, so that, that experience of playing music all over your land <laughs> was just, <laughs> it, was, it was perfect. Music is meant to, music and nature, I think, I think that might be our new tagline, Good Lovelies, Music in Nature, because yeah. um, that's where we thrive. It's where we feel good. I remember, I think we just extended the day way too long because we just wanted to stay there. I think we <laughs> stayed there for like eight or 10 hours just, <laughs> just to hang out in nature together and be like, oh, we need to run that song again. I don't know. It was, it was a perfect day. Yeah, to, and to be honest, I would say that it, it had been a stressful stressful six months leading into September. I, I know myself, my mental health was not great and being able to do that was the beginning of kind of coming out of it. So thank you. Oh, geez, well, the pleasure was ours for sure. I mean, it was a spectacularly beautiful day. Uh, and, you know, we've always we've always reveled in that connection of, of uh, music and nature. It's that whole experience that is just so beautiful. I mean, the birds love it. The sunshine loves it. The grass is all dancing around. I mean, it really, <laughs> it really is a great thing. And, and uh, I, you know, I tell you, we're so looking forward to having you guys back live. And uh, you yourself as a soloist would be super fun to have. And so we're, we're kind of, uh, we're all going in that direction. And we're, we're really, really looking forward to that. Um, what uh, what are people going to hear on this concert uh, 
on Saturday. Do you remember? Um, I, I remember that we, I, well, well I, I have, I, the good thing about us is we keep a lot of notes. So um, I remember that we were choosing all original music because, I mean, we've just missed singing the songs we've written. So it, we had pulled out some of the songs that would make so much sense in the environment. We could strip them down to just like two instruments maybe one instrument. So I know that we did, um, we pulled back some, a song that we hadn't sung, sung on a show, like in a, in a performance in a long time called Tuesday Night. Uh, I know uh, we, we did When the City Settles Down, which was a perfect place to sing it. It was a song about urban living, but wishing you weren't living in the urban space you could get back to nature. And uh, for me, one of the fun things about having to change, like we've been touring with a five-piece band with drums and bass and making a lot of racket, which is really fun. Um, but I had had a song that was quite drum and, and bass driven that we stripped down to like a ukulele and a guitar and it's called Take Me, Take Me from our most recent record, Shapeshifters. And I know there's three others that I'm pretty sure we did, but I don't want to get myself in trouble in case I miss it. Well, it sure is. It's hard to be in a bad mood when you play the ukulele. That's all I can say. I mean, it really is just such a such a happy instrument. So it's a it's a it's a great great uh, great concert. We're looking forward to it. So it's coming up again. We're premiering it on June 5th this coming weekend, uh, and it will be um, living on the website for for quite some time afterwards. So even if you can't tune in on June 5th, it's going to be there for, for quite a while. So, and uh, that is a great thing. <laughs> anyway, Carrie, it's so, uh, so, so wonderful to have you uh, uh, involved with West Bend and contributing such beautiful music and such beautiful uh, passion and thinking that, it's that uh, thank you very much for, for being our, our guest today. Thanks so much, Brian. Thanks for having us at the at the barn. I cannot wait to get back, and I'm looking forward to like trolling the comments in a positive way. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Thanks a lot, Carrie. Take care. We'll see you soon. Bye, Brian. Bye, bye. You can catch the Good Lovelies digital concert at the barn on YouTube and our digital venue. Stay connected with us. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or send us an email to westbend at westbend.ca. Thank you again to our sponsors, Metaphor Home and Finley and Associates, and to Carrie and Brian for having such a lovely conversation. We hope you're having a great day. We can't wait until we can gather again and listen to live music at the barn. But until then, you can find us at westbend.ca.